0: Hello, welcome to Biohacking Brittany. I am recording this in my bedroom today, sitting on my bed, chilling, relaxing. I just got back from the steam room at my local community center, and I think I went in for a bit too long because my head kind of hurts, and I'm drinking a ton of water right now, so I don't think it's necessarily dehydration, but I'm a little surprised Sometimes I go overboard <laughs> with the things that I do in terms of like biohacking and wellness. And it's easy to get carried away, I guess. But yeah, I did, I probably did an hour and cycled some cold showers in there. It's a steam room. So it's a little different than a sauna. It's really, really moist and my skin reacts really well to it, actually. And I, Finally, after weeks, got my new water bottle delivered. And I haven't actually posted about this yet, but I'm going to. So I am currently doing 75 hard right now. And one of the things that you have to do is drink a gallon of water every day. And it's really, really hard to calculate this if you don't have a big enough water bottle, essentially. So Last year when I did this, I bought a full gallon water bottle. It's massive and it's made out of plastic. And then this year when I was like, okay, I'm going to do it again. I decided I wanted to get a glass water bottle to reduce the amount of toxins and everything that's in plastic. So I have yet to find a glass one gallon water bottle. If you find one, please actually message me because I'm super curious about it. But I found a half a gallon one. And so you just have to drink two of them a day. And so that's what I brought into the steam room today. And it's great. So it's half a gallon. It's glass. It's got a straw in it. It's got a silicone cover. And it's a company called Hydro. That's pretty good. So far, I'm liking it. It's better than steel. Like I know there's a bunch of like metal ones out there. But again, like. In order, in the order of like healthiest materials to consume out of, like glass is number one. And then it goes metals, or it's probably like glass, ceramic, metals, and then plastic is probably the order I would put it in. Just because metals can like leach different things from them as well. And I feel like I might as well. Drink out of the healthiest thing that I can and just reduce my exposure to toxins in general. Like, it doesn't really make sense to take a plastic water bottle into a steam room when the steam room is hot and then you're heating up the plastic and then you're drinking the water from the plastic. And even if it's like BPA free, like, what about the other BPs? Right? There's like multiple different ones, but everyone just focuses on BPA. There's also phthalates and other things as well. So I'm just like very conscious of these things now. And so I'm sticking to this glass one and it's, it's great so far. So yeah, I would check it out. Hydro jug. If you are looking for one and yeah, 75 heart is going good. I'm on a new cycle. I just started my new cycle on on Sunday. So I'm taking it a bit more easy this week. I'm still doing everything that I need to get done for it, but it very much looks like a, outdoor walk for 45 minutes and then stretching for 45 minutes or steam room for 45 minutes or yoga. Like very, very chill this week because I'm on my period. And as I just try to reduce my stress on my body during that time in general, I think is kind of my go-to. This episode is a bit different than some of my other episodes. I talk with Phil who's from Valhalla Vitality and I I love what he does I love what his company does and I use quite a few of their products. One of my favorite products that I use from them is the THCV product called Hypovar and I've talked about this quite a few times but this is my go-to supplement when I'm fasting mostly because it helps with focus clarity and it also suppresses appetite. So for every, anyone who's ever fasted, like how hungry you can get at 16 hours, 20 hours. So it's nice to be able to use something like this that doesn't necessarily have any calories in it, doesn't spike your blood sugar, doesn't do anything like that, but can support your appetite while you're fasting and also helps the focus. So it, it really does support your brain health while you're using it. And that's one of my favorite products from them. And so we talk about that on the show today. And we also talk about Hurricane Ian, which has devastated Florida and how his team and him are really being hands-on with it. I love this approach. I think it's awesome to see companies give back in like substantial ways and not just you know, 5% or 1% of our proceeds go towards planting trees in this faraway place. Like it's really nice to see companies actually doing something, taking the time, taking the funds and doing something about it. So we'll get into this today. If you would like to donate to their nonprofit, I am going to link it in the show notes. If you Yeah, there's a couple GoFundMe pages, and I'm going to link all of that stuff if you want to get involved and support the devastation that's happened in Florida. And mind you, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. There's a lot of women's rights issues happening as well that are very sad. So uh, things are pretty heavy. And if you can give back and if you can support a cause, then I support you doing that. And I will be supporting them as well because I also think it's really important. And a quick shout out to the sponsors of this episode. Thank you. I appreciate every single one of you. Shout out to Sensate. I just used my Sensate today. I swear I always use it on Thursdays. Thursdays tend to be a tough day for me in general. I just find Thursdays are the heaviest day for my workload. I love Sensate. It really, really grounds me, gets me to feel rooted and like back into myself and feeling good. And it vibrates on your chest, which helps tone your vagus nerve and your vagus nerve regulates your stress response. And so that's kind of how it relaxes you, gets you into chill mode. Also, bio love their magnesium. Just took some today. Again, when I'm stressed, when I'm on my period, I take a lot of magnesium when I can't sleep. Most of us are deficient in magnesium and it's actually really hard to get it just from food at this point. And so it's one of my go-to supplements that I recommend to people. And last but not least, silver, silver biotics. I am still using silver biotics on the back of my legs as I heal my skin from whatever. I don't even know what it is at this point. Rash Irritation it is. So, silver biotics, one of my go tos. A lot of people actually love silver biotics for acne because silver itself is like antibacterial, antimicrobial. And so, when you use it on your face, It helps like kill the bad guys that are on your skin microbiome. So they have different products that are specifically for that, for your face. And then they also have products like for your body. They have a supplement. They have a toothpaste, a whole, whole, whole line designed exactly for you. So enjoy this episode. Stay tuned for next week. And again, if you have any questions that you want to hear me answer, like live on this podcast, I take submissions, and I do that through my DMs. I just collect a bunch of them, I screenshot them, and then I do a QA and a episode. So if you have a question, send it to me. Stay tuned for the Q&A episode. I'll likely answer it, and then you can hear all about it and hopefully get some support and get some answers. Enjoy this one, and I will catch you next week. Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited that you are listening this week. This week, I am doing a follow-up podcast episode to one that I released in July, all about different biohacking supplements, essentially. And I started talking about new supplements that I hadn't really had before, hadn't even heard of, and they all came from a company called Valhalla Vitality. And today we are following up on that. We are going to go in a few different directions and learn more. And we have Phil, the founder, on the podcast again. So, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Brittany. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you are joining me again. So, let's dive in for a little recap for everybody who maybe didn't hear the first episode. Tell us about your supplements and kind of why you developed the brand in the first place.
1: Well, so I came out with the brand Valhalla Vitality to provide people with the tools that they need to be able to live a holistically well life. So that's improving wellness with tools that really make a difference. And a lot of times these tools are nutritional. We have a medical division as well. And dietary supplements are the bridge between these two areas. Right. So you can start somebody who wants to improve a certain aspect of their life. But you know, doesn't go to the doctor for it or whatever. They can actually use tools like THCV or spermidine to actually improve their health and their longevity and really make a difference.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of your you're basically providing solutions for holistic wellness, which is like, I love the way that you guys word that, even on your website, like that just makes a lot of sense. And one of my favorite products that you have that I actually talk about a lot in other podcast episodes even is your HypoVar product. And this is the name of it, but basically it's THCV and it is great for focus and clarity. And I don't probably describe the ingredients as well as you can, but I can describe how it makes me feel. And yeah, I use it when I work, and then I also use it when I fast because of the appetite suppression component of it. So, can you explain briefly, just like what is actually in that product?
1: Yeah, so in Hypovar, we have there's really only two active ingredients. It's B12, vitamin B12. And it's methylcobalamin, which helps with the electron transport chain in the Krebs cycle producing ATP gives you energy makes you feel good and then the other ingredient which is really the main ingredient is THCV this is an antagonist for the CB1 receptor as a it's a minor cannabinoid so it's derived from hemp and what it does is it has all the opposite effects of THC so it provides mental clarity focus, motivation, it kind of puts you into a flow state, where you're also calm. So you're not getting this jittery, like pent up energy, like caffeine will give you, or you know, if somebody would take Adderall or something like that, it gives you like a calm, cool, flowing focus. So and we've actually had clients even, and customers even leave reviews on the website saying that they've been able to reduce their Adderall intake with this which I think is crazy. And that's awesome. You know, it's not something that we obviously recommend without talking to your medical professional and the doctor that's taking care of you. But it does seem to help people a lot with these, these aspects of focus, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I feel when I take it for sure. It's a very like almost like clean source of energy. Like you said, like there's no jitters. There's no crash either. It's not like you suddenly crash at 2 p.m. after you've had like four coffees or something in the morning, which I've had before. So I like that. Like I like that I can rely on it like that and it's not super disruptive in my energy throughout the day.
1: Yeah, no, I agree too. You know, I mean, I'll write articles for our website and stuff like that. And sometimes it's just like, it's super hard to get going. You know, like those first few sentences are kind of like, you know, I mean, it lays the whole flow out and it just comes so easily when I take hypervar. and I love it for that. That's my main use.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same. I like using it when, like I said, like when I'm fasting for other benefits, but also usually when I have a bunch of like emails and almost like administrative work to do, I really like using it because I find I can just get through things faster and there's less like almost like lag time between the tasks that I have to do. Like I just knock them off way faster than if I don't take anything and I'm kind of like procrastinating or distracted. You know what I mean? So it's super, super helpful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're flowing in from one thing into the next, you know, you're just in that zone you got to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. So since we last talked, which was in July, what has been new for your company? Are there new products on the horizon or where are you heading right now?
1: Well, we, so we have one new product and our newest product is Somnivar. So it's a sleep product. Basically what we did was we looked at everything else that's on the market and everything else is either, well, mostly everything else is just a high dose of melatonin. And melatonin is a hormone. It signals darkness in the brain, right? So you release high levels of melatonin through the winter. So now people are taking melatonin and it is telling their bodies and their brain that it is the middle of winter and they're not going outside and not receiving any sunlight. And it, and this is harmful, right? It's a, It's something that is not talked about enough. So... There's been studies done and it shows that one half of one milligram of melatonin is enough to help people sleep. So we want to have something that gave a physiological, a physiologically effective dose of melatonin, which we have one half milligram in there. And then some, some other things that help people sleep like L-theanine, magnesium glycinate. And then we have three plant extracts that actually help to block cortisol. So the idea is that the melatonin, L-theanine, and magnesium will help soothe you to sleep and will not trick your body into thinking it's winter. While also, some people wake up in the middle of the night from a cortisol spike. So if you ever find yourself waking up at the witching hour, 2 o'clock, 3 a.m., you know, your mind is racing. This happens because cortisol spikes and you're supposed to get a cortisol spike, but it's supposed to be at about 6 a.m. That's what's supposed to be waking you up in the morning to get you up, get you going. But if it's occurring too early, you, you might want to actually have something that helps reduce you, the spike. And that's what our product does. And right? so it'll help soothe you to sleep, helps you relax, but then it'll help to delay that cortisol spike that could occur. And so it's helping you fall asleep and stay asleep.
0: Nice. I love that. Yeah, I actually used to be like that a few years ago. Or maybe yeah, maybe like five years ago now. I used to wake up around the same hour every single night. And this was before I I really understood how hormones work, how sleep works. I didn't have an aura ring at the time. So I didn't have any data or like really anything to understand what was going on. But yeah, I used to wake up at like two thirty, three AM every single night and definitely tried things like melatonin and, you know, just like classic, like supplements from like a store or something. And honestly, they didn't really do that much. So it's, it's cool that this product is actually designed, especially for those people who wake up at the same time in those early hours. And you're like, okay, here's how you can sleep through the night and get all of the hours without, you know, disruption.
1: Yeah. 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 No. And and then, and people also have all these side effects from melatonin and it's like, it's not, it's almost like it's not that big of a deal, you know, like, Oh yeah. You know, it gives you vivid dreams and this and that. But like, if you're having vivid dreams, that means that you're not going through the proper sleep cycles, right? You should only be dreaming when you're in REM sleep. When you're in each stage of sleep, there's a reason why you go through each stage of sleep, different parts of your brain and body are healing. And we need that. So if you're just like pushing too much of a hormone into your body, it just, it locks you into a a certain state and that state is not as regenerative, regenerative as it should be.
0: Yeah. I've definitely found that when I've taken melatonin, how do you feel about like 5-HTP for sleep?
1: 5-HTP is pretty good. It's, you know, it also converts to serotonin. Right, five HTP converts to serotonin, and it's also a precursor for melatonin. So it'll help your body produce melatonin, help your body produce serotonin. Serotonin is it does promote wakefulness. So five HTP on its own is not going to be the best solution, but it will help a little bit, right? Because your body is then going to produce the serotonin and melatonin, and then decide which it releases which your pineal gland releases melatonin. So that's active during the dark cycle. So as long as if you're taking 5 hdp and you're going to be in like serious darkness, like, you know, you're not going to be looking at your phone screen or even artificial light, then 5 hdp would probably help.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I currently take when I can't sleep, but it's exactly like you said, like it's at nighttime, all of the lights are off and then I just take it. It's not something that I would take, I don't know, a couple hours before bed or anything like that, or something like your product, which you could probably take every single night for just better sleep support in general and not necessarily just one time when you can't fall back asleep.
1: Exactly. That's actually exactly what we designed it for. It's funny you mentioned it like that. Because yes, so right. You know, if you if you're having a lot of trouble falling asleep like one night of the week, right, taking a high dose of melatonin or something like that probably isn't going to be an issue. We're just taking it once and getting a good night's rest is better than nothing. So, but something like our product is designed for people to have healthy sleep every night, right? So if you take it every day, every night, you know, an hour before you go to bed, right, at, right at that time when you want to start to relax, people start to just get better sleep. And then over time, you know, a month later, a lot of good changes could occur in your life when you have better sleep because you become, you are your best self when you have slept well.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So do you find that this has any impact on the cortisol curve during the day? Or is it kind of like people experience the same curve that they would if they were taking this or weren't taking it?
1: We haven't done any clinical studies on it. So I don't want to like, make any claims on data for like how long lasting the effects are or how the cortisol spikes are. I would like to see what the data looks like for it, but I do know that, that the ingredients do lower cortisol. So it's like, you know, I mean what the half-life is of that is reliably. I cannot say, but I do know that it works for uh, at least the evening time.
0: Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I always, I always kind of think about that when I'm looking at sleep sleep supplements, like most of them like yours are designed, you know, probably for eight hours or so, something like that. So I, I I doubt it would have a big difference, but then again, like the data on that would be really cool to see and to understand, and then also educate your consumer as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So for most things, you know, you, when you consume something that's not modified, the half-life is you uh, typically not over something like eight hours. So you'd expect if you take it at 8 p.m. by, let's say, 4 a.m., you're starting to like be normalized.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely want to segue a bit. I know that you are a company that's based in Florida. And obviously, most people, I would say, who listen to this podcast are aware of the situation down there. And right before we hopped on, you mentioned a nonprofit that you're starting. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. And actually, well, there's there's two things That When I started the company, we were in Florida, but I'm actually from New York. So okay. I'm up in New York, and my other company, Valhalla Medics, is in New York. And what we do is we do medical standby. We do medical staffing for events. <laughs> and, well, basically... A hurricane hit last week, and we're in the process of starting a nonprofit right now. The hurricane hit, and I pretty much saw that. I mean, I'm actually going to even take a step back further. Being from New York, I grew up in a town called Broad Channel. It's right by Rockaway Beach. It's right on the water. Ten years ago, Sandy came and devastated our town, literally came across the entire island that I lived on and destroyed every single house. And, you know, having this experience was, I accepted it as the price I pay to live on the water, which is a great luxury and awesome, but it was a very difficult time. And the thing is when everybody around you loses everything, there's no one to actually help you, right? Like people make donations or whatever, but like, what are the things that you actually need to do well the next thing to do is to get all of the wet things out of your house because it immediately starts growing mold and the mold is toxic so you need to get everything wet out of your house everything's water damaged everything's wet so all your furniture all your couches beds whatever you want pretty much essentially everything that you want needs to be taken out even the floors need to be ripped up and taken out. you need to Wash everything down. You need cleaner. You need extra hands, and that brings us to what happened last week when Ian hit in Fort Myers. We saw the devastation, so we put out a blast to our EMTs, our local EMTs in New York, and we took the RV and we just headed straight down to Fort Myers. So we headed down there. My companies we funded. anything that we did down there you know we basically we donated a bunch of food water supplies and then we got hands-on we were helping the people actually like you know move everything out of their house clean out the mud just they didn't have electricity yet but we had some portable generators and you know so they could get a fan going and dehumidify everything and at that point it's really crazy how quick the mold actually starts growing it was taken out of these couches and bottoms were all encrusted in mold already. It was, it's really, it's very, it's a very difficult thing for people to do to have to deal with.
0: Yeah. I honestly, I didn't even think about the mold component. Like we, I've had mold in homes and I don't, I mean, obviously like you get rid of it, but I've never thought about how quickly it would start to spread in an environment like that. And is it black mold or is it multiple types of mold? Like, what did you see?
1: There's multiple types. A lot of it is black mold though, and it's toxic. So, you know, so what we're saying is like the start of it. But if people were to leave, you know, like it was almost like, People haven't experienced this before, and then I have, so I'm down there. Even like telling some people, like, don't wait for the insurance. The insurance will pay. Take some pictures, but get your stuff out of the house because next week you won't be able to go in your house. Like that's just kind of how it gets at that point. You need to. People are going to need to rip out the walls, and then and a lot of people had about maybe like four or five feet in the area that we were in. About four or five feet of water in their house. We were in the bayside. Bayside Estates community—it's like a retired community down there. It's right, it's before the bridge to the beach. Fort Myers Beach was completely leveled, like we couldn't even get over to the beach. You know, even even as first responders, they were just like, "Listen, they're all they're doing over there is they have heavy machinery, they're trying to move stuff. If they can find people, they find people. But other than that, like they're just trying to clear it away. So now. We went down there. We didn't have any kind of nonprofit or anything before this, so we funded it. But now we're starting the nonprofit. We have a GoFundMe. I've had a quite a few calls because I gave people my information, said so that like we're gonna be raising funds, or we'll be sending it we're gonna try and send another crew of people down there. We were working with a local church as well.
0: Ladies, are you feeling stressed and completely overwhelmed by life right now? Are you having trouble sleeping? Are you finding it hard to lose weight and feel like the scale won't move no matter what you do? If this sounds like you, I want to talk to you about magnesium. Magnesium is involved in hundreds of different processes in the body, and one of the main things it does is help calm your nervous system so you feel happy, relaxed, and sleep well at night, which we all want, don't we? (laughs) It helps regulate your blood sugar and blood pressure and even plays an important role in helping your body burn fat. And for women especially, magnesium plays a huge role in our health throughout our life. It can help with PMS, it's important during pregnancy to prevent high blood pressure, and even helps with menopause symptoms. It's also critical for bone density, which women really need to pay attention to as we get older. The scary fact is up to 80% of women aren't getting enough magnesium. And when you're stressed, you need even more magnesium, leading to a vicious cycle. That's why I'm excited to talk to you about BiOptimizers' incredible formula called Magnesium Breakthrough that is changing the game. Magnesium Breakthrough is one of my favorite magnesium products, and I highly recommend this to every single person, mostly because it has seven unique forms of magnesium in it, plus cofactors and other nutrients to help enhance absorption. This month, they are including free bottles, which is wild, free bottles of their full line of digestive health products on select orders um, while supplies last. So go get your free products, go get your magnesium at www.magbreakthrough.com slash and use my discount code, which is biohackingbrittany in all capitals for 10% off. This is also linked in the shop page on my website. I can also send you the link on Instagram. It's really easy. So again, you get 10% off plus free products. Like go run to this website right now, get your magnesium, get your digestive support. From by optimizers. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's just really amazing how quickly you've moved with this and, like, since it happened last week and, like, you've actually gotten hands-on and you're doing something about it. And obviously, like you said, like, you have experience, so it, it hits differently for you, which is awesome. And if people are listening to this, how can they get involved with your nonprofit? Like, can they donate? Like, how can they support the community down in Florida?
1: So I would say... Donate to, there is the Fort Myers Beach Baptist Church. They were really great. They were getting hands-on. They were actually going over to Fort Myers Beach because they had the property there. And so only like they were allowing them in to, I guess, help on their property. But they were helping out everywhere. So they're great people. And then also, we're going to have our GoFundMe. And we're going to either send the team down to whatever funds we raise, we're going to use it to send a team down and help rebuild and really just help people with whatever they need. Or we would be then donating specifically to the Fort Myers beach Baptist church. Like those are the two best options I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely add that to the show notes for people who are listening so that they can, you know, donate to either of those. Cause I think that's super important. And I think it's just important in general that companies are starting to add these different nonprofits or charities or things to their business model. And it's not just about like growing this very successful business and profit margins. It's actually like, okay, how do we give back to the causes that actually mean a lot to us? And it's really, really cool to see you doing that. And I think like out of all of the brands that I work with, like, I'm pretty sure your company is the only one that I've seen that's actually doing something about the hurricane right
1: now. Well, I am never the type of person who's going to be like, Oh, send thoughts and prayers. I'll put a link in my Instagram bio. I just go and do things that's led to like a lot of what my company's success has been. But I also always say like, just always, if you just do the next right thing, you were just like, what's the right thing to do right now? And you just, you just go do that. Everything works out. It's almost like you're manifesting a world around you. Right? So I'm not really concerned about what it costs for us to go down there and help people. Because if I went down there and I got to help one person, like that makes a world of difference for that person. And that, and that would have made a world of difference. That would have made me feel like I did the right thing. I helped a lot more than one person. So I was, I think it was great.
0: Yeah. I actually love that. Like that mentality, what's the next right thing to do. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody like word it like that. Have you, always kind of had that perspective on life or like, how did you get to that point?
1: Well, I guess I have always had it. And the thing is like a lot of my philosophy aligns with like stoicism. And now it's more like solidified because I also can read and learn about stoicism, but I did always just kind of have that philosophy. I was just always, like, you know, like do what feels right to you, do the next right thing. And, and and everything just works out and everything always has just worked out then. And that's always been my advice to people. And, and so it's funny because it's like, sometimes I feel, I feel like people get caught up in too much of like a planning almost, you know, like the, like going down and doing this, it was completely unplanned. You know, I mean, maybe two hours of planning that went into it, like while we were prepping the RV and going out and just like recruiting people. But, you know, I mean, that's how you, that's how you form something bigger. You, you go, you do, and you just give it a shot. And then from there you learn, and then you do the next right thing, right? Like you don't want to make the same mistake twice. So you go, you do the right thing. And then if something was wrong, you just do the next, <laughs> the, the next thing, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. No, I I understand what you're saying. I just think people struggle with that. You know, like I think there's a lot of ego and just kind of people get in their own way almost. And then also people worry about what other people think. And like, there's all of these different, I think, components that can kind of get in the way of, oh yeah, this is the right thing to do for me, even though it's probably not the easier thing to do. And I think there's a lot of people who struggle with that, but it's kind of like what you said. I think the more you do it, the better you get at it and the easier it becomes.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the other side of that coin too. is you know, it's never going to be the thing that is easiest. It's, it's just never going to be, you know, usually it's going to be something that sucks. There was nothing, a lot of the stuff that I do and end up doing isn't necessarily fun. It's just, it ends up being right because this is the kind of this is this is the life that this is the person that I want to be you know so, so you you're living up to be the person that you want to be but growth is always uncomfortable you know so if you're worried about doing something that's gonna feel right and be easy or not take a risk, it's never gonna actually work out. But when you do take those risks and you you extend yourself a little bit, there's usually somebody on the other side to give you a hand and say, you know, I'm here, let's go together.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Growth is never easy. And honestly, like most of the time, I mean, I guess it depends on the situation, but if you're avoiding making a decision because it's a hard decision, sometimes life just happens and it forces you to make the decision later on anyway. So you might as well does. do it,
1: you know? And then it's not your decision.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then like the circumstances are worse or it's harder if you had done it, you know, six months ago or whatever the situation is, but that's always like such an internal struggle. And that's always something that you have to kind of learn like change is inevitable. And the only constant thing in life is change. And so once you kind of accept that, that definitely, definitely helps.
1: Exactly. It's about the journey, not the destination.
0: Yeah. And so I know you did a trip to Alaska, you know, in the last, I don't know, six months or so. And this is interesting because like when you first described this to me a while ago, like the way that you described it, it was so uncomfortable and it was such a big change. So did you take this like same type of like mindset to decide to go and do this like off-grid Alaska trip?
1: Yeah, I did. That That's exactly why I did it. It was because... So there's things that I do specifically because they're going to be very difficult and it's going to suck a lot. And that makes other things in life easier, right? So like that was like my Alaska trip. So there's other Stoics out there that talk about misogies. It's a challenge where... Essentially, you're challenging yourself to something that there's a 50 percent chance of success and a 50 percent chance of failure, and you just want to make sure that you're probably not going to die, and then you go and you set out and you do it, and that's what I was trying to accomplish in Alaska. Is I was, I flew out to Western Interior Alaska, and we went out literally middle of the mountains, no no food, no water, no electricity just like a small, like plywood shack, you know, no hinges on the door. I think it's like a little shutter. And, you know, we went and so I had a guide, right. So he was going to make sure, he was the way that I was going to make sure that I wasn't probably going to die. But so we went out, we went hunting for black bear and it was my first time hunting. So I went out and just, you know, did the whole survivor thing, wanted to make sure that I was really in the moment removed from all the comforts and pleasures. And I mean, it was the type of trip, like I have a lot of fond memories of it, but I did it because it was going to be difficult. And it was very difficult. And it was successful though. I ended up actually getting a black bear. I got him on my sixth night out of the eight nights that I would be there. So the very end of the trip, I was like, it was getting a little nerve back at the end. I thought, thought we weren't going to make it because... <laughs> Because I, I had never done it before, but yeah, but doing things like that Alaska trip, where I'm going out, and you need to go, you need to go to where the glaciers melt, and this little creek is formed, and get your water, and that's what you got for the day. You have you have your nice canteen of water, and you you got to remember that's where I got to go back to get that if I need water. I'm not just gonna <laughs> grab a water bottle out of the fridge, and it makes you appreciate your life so much more. It really does. Like you just, you just embrace the suck for a week and then you come back to reality. And then if something like a natural disaster happens and people need help, it's, it doesn't feel, it didn't feel like a big deal to just say, I'm going to get up and go and do this.
0: Do you ever feel frazzled, not grounded, stressed, and like you have way too much on your plate? Of course, you know you should be taking time for self-care, but doesn't mean you actually are, and it kind of just feels like another thing on your to-do list. I have definitely been there. It's tough to kind of balance everything these days, especially for those of us working from home with extra side hustles and or kids. Stress reduction feels like a nice idea, but never something easily achievable in the moments when we need it the most. I believe in solutions that use science to help us be healthier on a daily basis, but without crazy technology or tools that aren't accessible or affordable for everybody. I use Sensate, which is something that I've been using for a long time now. And I spoke about a lot last year, which is a groundbreaking innovation in wellness technology that uses the natural power of sonic resonance to calm your body's nervous system, providing immediate, immediate, let me tell you, relief and long-term benefits from regular, regular use. It calms your nerves and helps you feel better in as few as 10 minutes per day. It improves stress resilience to help you cope with whatever life throws at you. And it increases heart rate variability, a known biomarker of health and longevity. This is so important because for many of us, our body's built-in stress management system is simply just an overdrive. Sensate's novel patented technology was designed to send infrasonic waves through the chest to reach the vagus nerve that sits deep in the core of our nervous system by speaking to our body's command center we can control how we respond to all the positive and negative things that we experience each day which is just so cool and such an easy easy biohack to bring in every day you can use my discount code, which is Britney in all capitals. Um, I will put the link in the show notes and it's on my shop page at BiohackingBritney.com, and you get $25 off today. If you have any questions about it or when you get it, please message me. I'd love to chat as this is one of my favorite biohacking tools to use on a regular basis. Right. Yeah it's it's really cool actually listening to you describe this. So I kind of similar but not really. I didn't go hunting and I would never hunt. Like I'm a meat eater but I don't have the heart to kill anything. I a few years ago I climbed Kilimanjaro and it was so epic in a sense of, you know, you're off-grid for a week and you're climbing this mountain and again, like I had the food provided for me. So it was not nearly as intense as yours, but it was very difficult physically and mentally. And I actually had the most profound insight on my life during that time. And even though it was like, yeah, just hiking for hours and hours and hours, like I had so much space and time to actually think about things. And I wasn't caught up in like day-to-day tasks and errands and running a business and all of this stuff. And like when people ask me about it, I recommend it to everybody because it's just like this beautiful space where you can figure your shit out without any distractions. And I honestly, like I feel like was it similar for your trip that you did in Alaska? Did you actually like end up having like profound realizations or solutions or anything like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I do these things a lot to myself where, so like it's not the profound realization but it but it's a reinforcement of the when you're out there and you realize like wow i take my bed for granted <laughs> like i take a shower for granted toothpaste you know like you know, i mean i brought a toothbrush but i'm bringing i'm brushing my teeth with water like how many days can i do this for Then I mean, you know and then as soon as you get out and you get back you're like wow, I am so lucky. Like, but I am, and, I, and I'm always grateful in my life, but like that renewed feeling of being grateful, it's like you have, it's like you have this reserve now, you know, it's almost like having a, it's like you give yourself a little superpower.
0: Yeah. Every time I travel to any type of place and do like volunteer work, like I was in Africa, I was in Fiji and these, and these places. And I come back to Canada I feel so privileged. Like it, and it's so hard to describe to people who haven't really tested themselves and haven't been in like uncomfortable places and like slept on floors or gone to do something like you've done. But when you come back you realize like how cushy our lifestyle is, how comfortable we are, like it's just so crazy. It's just like where are the moments where you're you're actually Not comfortable that you have to push yourself in the day to day. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes with work, but nothing compared to what you're talking about. Like, nothing compared to what a lot of people actually live with who live in places with a lot less. Right. So, yeah, it's very eye opening and it's really needed. I think.
1: Yeah. No, people are capable of so much, like, so much more than you think when you're just sitting there day to day and you see, like, you know, even you see buildings being built up and you're like, oh, you know, like, that's cool. And we got these machines and everything. But, like, the, it, the capability of humans is astounding. It's like, it, it's mind-blowing. And it all comes from, like, determination and will and resilience. And a lot of people have a lot of these skills built up. And I think that it's something great to work on. Because that's what, ma- that's what makes us, that's what makes humans awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like grit, right, is really what it comes down to. And a lot of, I see some of my friends who have been through, I mean, this is expanding this conversation, but who've been through difficult things in their life who have a lot of grit and have been uncomfortable and have had to persevere. And then there's a lot of friends who, <laughs> are just very privileged and very blessed and don't have that same drive, determination, focus, grit, whatever we want to call it. And I think about the future generations coming and how even more cushy their lifestyle is now than what it was when I was a kid. And I think about like, how do you even raise kids at this point and give them everything, but also be like, Hey, you actually have to struggle so that you are a better human being one day and you actually understand how lucky and privileged you are. You know, like, I I don't know. I know you have a daughter, right? Don't you?
1: I have a son and daughter. Yeah. My son's son's three. My daughter is 10 months.
0: Oh, okay. So, So super young for this type of conversation with them. But is that something that you think about like now that you're parenting them?
1: Yeah. Oh, I do for sure. Well, it's hard because It's like it's funny to say, but even as a three year old, like my son is, he's super appreciative of everything. You know, like we will spoil him, and you know, he had Spider Man at his party, and but he was so happy and loved it, and wasn't being a being a brat. So as long as he's not being a brat, that's my main concern, right? Like once once these once you think that they're maybe taking it for granted, that's when I. But anyway, like I think that my plan would be to start to withdraw some stuff to make them earn it because you have to realize like, even though we're providing for you, uh, like to my kids, like even though my wife and I are going to provide for him, no matter what, we don't have to provide luxury. We, <laughs> like it could just be, you know, like not everybody has everything. Like luxury is something that you have to earn. And if you don't earn it, then you'll never learn that you need to actually work for things. So I I think it would only be a disservice to be like that.
0: Yeah. I've actually heard Ben Greenfield talk about this and wellness mama, and I don't have kids right now, but I always think about this. So she was on, she had a podcast at one point, an episode, I don't even know what episode it was, but she has, I think like five kids. I don't know. And she was talking about, how if her, when her kids want their driver's license, the prerequisite is that they have to run a successful business for a year before they will take them to get their driver's license. Now, like the business could be, or like make money. The business can be like, uh, you know, a lemonade stand or like shoveling driveways for snow. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's like, you have to go out and earn money without mom and dad for one year. And then we'll take you and you can learn to drive. And like, just that whole philosophy of like, we are very privileged, but Hey, like, I'm going to put some parameters around the privilege that you're about to get so that you know what it's like to actually earn this. And you don't just get everything handed to you when you want it, you know?
1: Yeah. And I actually like that too, because that's like a real, it's making your kids learn a real world skill, uh, like, like something that actually matters. I mean, For me, my parents always wanted me to do my homework and I literally never would ever do my homework. You know, so there would always be an argument and I don't want to have, I don't want that to be my household though. I don't want to be arguing over things that actually don't matter, like homework. You know, okay. The government tells the schools that kids need to do homework. So the schools tell the teachers and they tell the parents and then kids get in trouble and like, I don't want to argue with my kids over doing homework. All my kids would be doing things that, are like, actually. Mad. And even my son now, like, you know, when uh, we got what's that? the delivery service with the groceries, they bring it over to your house. They left it on the front porch.
0: Like HelloFresh? Um, or I don't know what you have in the States. Right
1: oh, yeah. Well, we have Fresh Direct. That's what it is, Fresh Direct. Yeah, so so they drop it off on the front porch. And, and my son, he was actually sick at the time. He had Coxsackie. And... <laughs> he's sitting on the couch with a fever and my wife gets up and he got up too and he started like actually carrying packages the packages are as big as he is and it's like no i help mommy i help mommy i'm like that's exactly the type of son that i want to raise is somebody who wants to do his part and is happy to do it and we reward him for it and i think that it's i think that's going well
0: yeah, exactly. Do you, like, I, I, again, like, I know it's a bit early for you, but have you looked into, like, unschooling at all or, like, different ways of educating your children outside of, like, the normal sit down in a classroom and, you know, be on an iPad and learn philosophy?
1: So I'm always thinking of ways to do things, right? Like, kind of almost how I said that, like, I was a Stoic before I knew what Stoicism was. So like, I never heard the term unschooling before, you know, like there's all, it's like, where do you start with these things? It's just that I don't want to send my kid to school because they're just going to like indoctrinate them with whatever the government thinks a good worker bee does. And I don't think that that's ideal for every kid. So I, so I'm kind of trying to avoid it. And I have thought about it. We've thought about maybe sports leagues And some kind of like homeschooling with group sessions because I I want the sociability. I don't want him to be like, you know, just like a regular homeschooled kid, but I, I just, I want to have a little bit more control over actually what he learns and the practicality of it. Yeah.
0: I agree with that. Like I think when I think of homeschooling, those would be my concerns as well. Like I think children being exposed to different types of people in different scenarios is super important. And obviously there's ways that you can implement this. Right. But it also might just be something where you have to be super privileged to be able to homeschool your children and put them into a bunch of sports and other things in order to let them have a social life. And, you know, maybe mom stays home or dad stays home and is the teacher, right? Like these are, again, like this is like a privileged thing to be able to do, but I also agree with you. Like, I don't, I don't know if I love what's taught in school and I don't know if I would want my kids to just learn that garbage when it's like you said, like it doesn't even matter. Like why don't we teach them how to run a business? Like why don't we teach them actual skills? Like how to do your taxes, you know, things that I had to teach myself even though I have a university and college degree, like I did not learn those things. So
1: yeah, no, it's crazy. And then like, I could even take it a step further with, I mean, and I may be a little bit of an exception with it, but, you know, like math class, I've always been, I was always great at math, and but the teachers would make me write down my formulas. And I'm not, what I'm not good at is organizing numbers on a piece of paper like that. I'm better at doing it mostly in my head and through a flow of logic, not through a memorized formula, right? If I memorize a formula, I feel like, And I always felt like this, even as a little kid, if I just memorize a formula, I won't actually know how to figure it out. So I'd like figure out how to do a math problem and I do it my own way. And then I'd get like 60% credit because teacher said, you didn't show your work. And then, uh, you know, it it just, it becomes like an endless thing. It's like, you know, I don't know that if my son's going to be like me in that sense, but it was very discouraging because I'm very good at math. And I'm good at science, and, and there's a lot of things that I was discouraged from just because you have to fit into these boxes in school. And I want a little bit more flexibility with that. But like then there's the aspect of making friends and being able to live like a normal kid that you don't want to take away. So the, that's a big thing. I don't know. I feel like there's gonna be a. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of people looking for this soon, though.
0: Did you know that before the invention of germicides and antibiotics, it was known that disease-causing germs could not survive in the presence of silver? Thus, silver was used in dishware, drinking containers, and eating utensils. Whether it's a weak immune system, dry skin, eczema, sun damage, bad breath, or unhealthy gums, we are all looking for ways to optimize our health and reduce the symptoms we're dealing with on a daily basis. But honestly, it's tough to know what remedy to try what food may be causing the issue, or what will actually work when we're trying to heal. Of course, there are somewhat effective solutions we can get from our local pharmacy, but as people who prefer using the power of nature to heal, using these products don't really align with our values. Keeping our bodies strong is essential to our good health. A strong immune system can protect our body from infection and helps us heal silver has been used for centuries to do exactly this silver biotics have taken the old technology of collodial silver and improved it to create the next generation of silver products silver biotics has products for skincare for issues like dry skin and eczema and i'm currently using their skin gel on the back of my legs as i try to heal the dry skin that i'm dealing with They have oral health products as well, including a fantastic toothpaste that helps fight bad bacteria with its silver content. It also decreases bad breath, whitens teeth, and supports healthy gums. They have an immune support supplement that can be taken orally, which also helps support our immune system from the inside out. If you are interested in trying silver and you've heard about this, and it's kind of been one of those things that you've always wanted to do and try... I really, really recommend Silver Biotics and they are my go-to silver company. You can head over to silverbiotics.com or the shop on my website and use my code BiohackingBritney in all capitals to get a discount, which gets you 10% off today. Again, I really recommend trying this if it's for you, if it's for your pet, if it's for a loved one. Silver is definitely a staple in my little pharmacy I have at home. So that's silverbiotics.com or the shop on my website discount code biohacking britney for 10% off today. Yeah, I mean like there's obviously there's homeschooling but there's also like Waldorf schools. I don't know if you've ever looked into those. Like that philosophy I really like and I know like Dave Asprey's kids are in Waldorf schools. I'm not sure about Ben Greenfield's and other like biohackers. Waldorf? Yeah, Waldorf. Yeah. So they're in Canada and the States and I think they're in Europe too. But essentially it's like, instead of there being like grade one, grade two, grade three, everyone's the same age. It's you get put into the subject of like where your skill level is at. So in a math class, it might be like a seven year old and a 10 year old but they're in the same math class because they can do the same problems. And then, so it's based on skill. And then it's also like very rooted in like nature. So instead of like kids sitting in a classroom being like, oh, this is how I learned to count. They like go outside and go on field trips and they'll like count the stones in the river. And it's very like hands-on rooted in nature. It's a private school, obviously. So you're like paying for the education, but I really like it. And I have a friend who did Waldorf school from like her whole life until the end of high school. And she has the best emotional intelligence I've ever seen in any of my friends. The way that she can handle a conversation, her eye contact, how she talks to people is so good. And I tell her every time, and I'm, and she's like, "Yeah, it's because of Waldorf." And I'm like, "Great, I'm going to send my kids there."
1: This is mind blowing. I'm I'm so happy that you're telling me about this right now because yeah. this, this sounds like one of those things where I'm like, that should exist, but I didn't know how to find it. So like, I'm going to look into that. The Waldorf. yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Because like, obviously, like a lot of people go to Montessori schools, but Montessori is very much based in like, it's just more structured. Whereas like Waldorf is like creative and it's, there's space to be creative and there's space to learn at your own pace, which I really support. So.
1: Me too. Learning at your own pace is huge. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know, I know for me, like I get super bored very easily if like things are not challenging, you know? So like in school, they would just say that I had ADD and like, because I wouldn't be paying attention. But I was just paying, not paying attention because it was so boring. It was just like, why pay attention to something that takes me... I figured it out 10 seconds ago. Now I have to listen to another half hour of this. Like, no, I'm going to go into my imaginary world for now. I feel like that's like what a lot of kids do. And it's, you know, I mean, obviously they have to have a structure. I understand why schools like this, why schools are like this. But I I, I like what you're saying, Brittany.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's also just like the typical school structure of, I don't even know how long it is, let's say seven hours. And like, how much is the kid sitting for that? And then they have what, like three breaks. And during that break, they'll eat really crappy food. And then they'll have this like massive sugar energy spike. And then in 20 minutes, they're expected to like sit down and stare at the board again, but they're like blood sugars just everywhere all over the place. And like, it just seems like it's so opposite of what a kid wants to do, like a kid wants to be active and they want to move and they want to interact with their peers. They don't want to sit at a desk all day. So yeah, I think there's like a lot that needs to be changed. And if you can afford private school, like even something like Waldorf, like I say, go for it for everybody listening.
1: Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to at the very least look into it and other options like that. I, I think that there are a lot of people trying to do good within the school systems, but at the same time, it's just, it's just sometimes feels so evident that they're just trying to like train worker bees too. It's, it's a little bit disheartening because you have all these good people trying to do a good job. And then you just kind of have this overarching like thing, which is just like push people through into these, you know, get somebody ready for a nine to five job. That's what school is training you for, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it really is. And it's like this idea of work to live, Not live to work, I guess. Is that the right way? Not live to work. Yeah, where we're working to live instead of. Wait, does that make sense? Am I am I missing it?
1: (laughs) could go either way. No, well, I get what you're saying. You have to work to to live, right? Because like you have to make money. Yeah. But then, like living to work, go that could go either way, though, right? If you're living to work. But you're working for the man then I don't know what that actually means at the end of the day because I don't see maybe people do get something back from that I don't want to like discredit what people get out of things but I think that if you are getting something out of it it's okay to live to work because there's work that goes into everything work goes into family like putting the work into like actually being present when you spend time with your family Like that, you could even consider that as part of your job, part of your job as a husband, part of your job as a father, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that. I think it's interesting as well that we're seeing. I don't know if you're on TikTok, but there's this trend right now. Yeah, there's this trend right now called quietly quitting. And it's essentially like stop going above and beyond your job and stop going above and beyond what you're paid for. And I saw like, there's so many people who are just like quietly quitting, getting balance back into their life and like, and living more, right. And not just like working as much. And I saw this, someone was talking about it and they were just saying like, you shouldn't feel bad about quietly quitting because you're doing what you're paid to do. And there's so much more to life other than your job, other than your nine to five. And I think, especially in like Western culture, we get so caught up. In the work that we do, and it like defines us. And when you meet someone new, they're like, What do you do? And you like, the first thing you say is your job, or like, Who are you? Like, I am a nurse, or I am this, you know? But you're also a wife, or a husband, or a sister, or a friend. And I just think we identify with work so much. And I, I know I do. And it's very difficult to think about who I am without my work. But at the end of the day, like, does your work even really matter? I'm, I don't know, probably not.
1: Probably not unless if I kind of approach it from like the like almost polar opposite direction. It's like, I, I do the things that I want to do. And then I figure out how to make that, you know, like almost like into a business model. Right. So like, like I want to provide people with access to tools for wellness, holistic wellness. Right. So there's like working on the clinic and working on the supplements. And then we do our medical staffing and, and But that is generated from within me, right? So it's hard. Like, I wouldn't be able to separate myself from my job. But it's different when you're generating it than when you're just, like, taking it and identifying with something else. I almost feel like what I'm doing is generating something that is then identified with me. Like, my job is me. Not I'm not my job. My job is me. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And I think if you do work that helps other people and gives back, like we kind of talked about before, I think there's like a bigger purpose, you know, and that's like something that I'm thinking about a lot for next year as I like shift and change my brand. And I'm thinking a lot about like, how do I help people more now that you've built a brand? How do you give back or like, what product do people need? And like, but then again, like you have to be careful because like, say you create this product and then you make a ton of money from it and it's is it like obviously it's fine to make money from something and obviously help people at the same time but it's just it's complex you know it really is complex but part of the reason that i even started my business in the first place like a while ago was i didn't want to work for the man quote unquote like i didn't want to have this like Clock in, clock out, rise to the top of some corporate thing, slowly be limited on the time I have off, like all of these limitations. And I think that's why so many people are entrepreneurs now is because they really do value their life and they do value the balance.
1: Yeah. And it brings a lot of quality to it. It takes a lot of discipline to be your own boss.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But it is very nice.
0: Yeah, the benefits are, they're great. But it's funny because I, again, I think I saw this TikTok and I was like, oh, you don't want to work a nine to five? You want to be an entrepreneur? Okay, now you're just going to work 24 seven. So it's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the exact same one. Very true. And uh, there's also the, uh, there's other TikTok it's like the audio that goes over it. And it's, it's, I don't want peace. I want problems always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you know, and it's like, they'll overlay it on a business owner, like, you know, put it like dealing with employees or dealing with whatever problem that pops up. Like it's problems 24 seven. But if you're the type of person that likes problem solving, that's okay. There's different types of stress for different types of people. And, you know, I mean, I I just think that people should do what, what suits them best, you know, yeah, I mean, like, if, you, if you're not going to deal with problems and stress well, then, well, you know, like that might not be the type of pace for you, at least, you know, maybe you want to keep things smaller and and you want to just be like hands on, very hands on. My thing is I like to grow the structures of business, right? So like I can go and I build something new and then we create a foundation underneath it. And then it starts to run. And that's where then these unexpected big problems come in. And I actually, I can't say that I enjoy the problems, but, I, but it does give me a, a big sense of satisfaction at the end of the day when they are solved. And I think that's kind of like an addictive process that goes on. It's very personal though. It, that's just me.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel that like the, yeah, the solving problems and then once there's the solution and it's effective, it definitely feels good, especially if you've done all the work and the problem solving yourself, right? And it almost just like reinforces the like self-reliance thing that we also talked about of there's a problem you solved it and you figured it out and like it's a confidence booster for sure. And and it also like teaches you just great skills. I mean like I love being an entrepreneur so I'll recommend it any day. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's good. I like talking about these things because there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world where we're kind of promoting this sense of just like, I guess it's just like entitlement, you know, like, Oh, well, you know, you deserve this and you deserve that. And then we're kind of like preventing people from being strong, but like strength is amazing. Like if you work on being stronger And you just work on being a good person. You're going to be miles ahead of everybody else at the end of the day because everybody else is being, being, they're just accepting like, oh, I should be weak and everything should be given to me. But like, no, you have to be appreciative. You need to be strong. You need to just do the next right thing. And that's when things will work out for you. And in my experience, that's how it goes.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. So if people want to try your products or connect with you about Hurricane Ian or anything else that you've talked about, where can they go and, and how can they do that?
1: Okay. So my Instagram is Phil. Um, I use Instagram a decent amount, so I can respond on there. I think if I could give you some links, that would be great because we have GoFundMe, but like whatever the address is on there, I want to be able to give people. So we could do the – if somebody wants to donate, they could go to the GoFundMe And any donations are going to go directly to people that are going to be there, right? People that need help. We're not just like wasting money or even, and I don't want to say that the American Red Cross is wasting money, but there's a lot of bureaucracy there. If somebody donates funds with us, we are either directly sending people there or we are giving it to somebody who is doing something there then. And so that's the GoFundMe. And then as far as products, we have Shop.com. And if anybody in the U.S. is looking for some kind of uh, holistic medical treatment, we have ValhallaVitality.com as well.
0: Perfect. I will link all of that in the show notes so everyone can find you super easily and find your products and donate as well, which is really, really important. Um, Thanks so much for coming on. I I really enjoyed catching up with you again. This was really great.
1: Thanks for having me, Brittany. Yeah, I enjoyed it too.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at Brittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.